Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Jackie. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. This week, we are talking about the 1998 American romantic period drama Ever After with our guest, Ashley Boyd. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Danielle. Thanks for having me on my first podcast ever. I'm we're so, so excited. Happy you're here. <laughs> I love the Woo! enthusiasm. <laughs> well, I mean, I like, if you haven't been to, I like talking. <laughs> You're on the right podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to get to know Ashley a little better, go ahead and pause, check out her trailer, and then hop on back over. We'll be here waiting and we'll continue on with our Ever After episode. <laughs> I didn't know how to end that sentence. It's all right. You did well, especially <laughs> since you don't like transitions very well. I don't. So. I don't do. Yeah, you'll notice I don't do transitions. I'll be like, okay. And so, and then like, <laughs> there's no. Me neither. I had a whole conversation with my mother and she was like, how, what are you talking about? How did you get here? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I just started talking. She's like, oh, I thought we were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but before we dive in, let's get into some. Housekeeping. If you love the podcast and want to support us, here are a few ways that you can. Did you know that writing a review and or rating us on Apple, especially, helps us get more listeners? If you want to be featured and help us grow, head to your favorite platform, including Apple, and make sure that you subscribe and leave us a review. Please. Please and thank you. <laughs> and if you like what you hear and you want to support us, make a one-time donation, aka buy us a virtual cup of coffee, head on over to ko-fi.com slash no more late fees. And don't forget that we've got merch, y'all. We we've got cool shirts and sayings from all of our episodes so far. So head over to nomorelatefees.redbubble.com and purchase something, please. I, I was rocking my Save Ferris shirt a couple weekends ago. So tell us about the movie, Jackie. Yes. This updated adaptation of the classic fairy tale tells the story of Danielle, a vibrant young woman who is forced into servitude after the death, death of her father. Danielle's stepmother, Rodmilla, Rodmilla? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Who knows? Angelica Houston, which is probably <laughs> what I'm going to call her the whole time, right, is a heartless woman who forces Danielle to do the cooking and cleaning while she tries to marry off her own two daughters. But Danielle's life takes a wonderful turn when she meets the charming Prince Henry. It stars Drew Barrymore, Angelica Houston, Duggery Scott, Megan Dodds, Melanie Linsky, and Jean Moreau. It was directed by Andy Tennant, and the screen, screenplay was by Susanna Grant, Andy Tennant, and Rick Park. But before we start, let's get into our ratings rewind. So you know the drill. Before we get into the movie, we'll reveal the rating our Y2K versions of ourselves would give. Then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would play on repeat. Five-day rental. Would watch again. Two-day rental. Okay, but nothing to write home about. And same-day rental. Trash. 
throw it in the laundry like Angelica Houston. It's trash. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure there's a little lie in there too to just yeah. burn that bitch up. <laughs> Is that what that was? Why she was purple? I, I think there was dye in there, but like historically, and I think from the I wanted to call it Grim Reaper, the Brothers Grim <laughs> fairy tales. I think they have like a really dark ending and oh yeah knowing knowing what happens with the laundry and stuff and how it had like lie it could mess up, probably mess them up later so yeah there's that there's hoping <laughs> we'll, we'll start with you Ashley what's your y2k rating of ever after I think I don't know if like e little me would put it as like would like would buy it or like five day rental on the border. I feel like I think she, I think she'd be in the in, on the border only because like I was I was a very weird child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put you a five day rental because if you're not a hundred percent about giving it that would buy it, you're probably fine. It's day. weird because I own this movie, <laughs> but, I did, <laughs> but I did not buy it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask for them to buy it. Like I had the book. Like remember, you used to make they used to sell you novelizations. Yeah, of the because I read the novelization before I saw the movie, and I was like, oh, I love this book. And then my aunt gave bought me the movie, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> good movie thank you (laughs) well Jackie where do you stand so we know Jackie and melodramas not a huge fan my mom loved this movie so it was on all the time at my house but I never stopped and watched it so I'm gonna say Y2K Jackie even though she she loved Drew Barrymore still loves Drew Barrymore it's a two-day rental for her. Yeah, it's a five-day for me. I don't even, I have to look on my shelf, but I don't think I bought it. And yeah, I I think when I originally watched this movie, I was annoyed with Drew Barrymore's fake accent. English accent. Like, oh, don't get me started on the accents <laughs> in this movie. That's why, that's why I was never a huge fan of this movie. <laughs> Well, let's talk about the box office. So this movie had a budget of $26 million and it ended up making $98 million worldwide. And we have to remember that this was like, I think right before this movie, she had done The Wedding Singer. So this was really the Drew Barrymore Renaissance period time. Like in the box office, she could do no wrong at this point. Which was crazy because, like, obviously we grew up watching Drew Barrymore and seeing her as a kid, but there were some tumultuous times in the middle there in the early 90s where she was doing some just, like, Poison Ivy and yeah, real Amy Fisher story. The Amy Fisher story. She was that? I've never seen this movie. (laughs) So the Amy Fisher story thing was really interesting because she did it. And so did Alyssa Milano around the That's the, same the time. one that I saw. <laughs> That's why I was yeah. like, Amy Fisher was like, no, the chick from Charm played it. <laughs> no, yeah, they both did it at the same time. And they it was like they were both shedding their good girl, you know, situations, showing their boobs quite a bit in some of these movies. It was a lot. But 
she turned over a new leaf. She was clean and sober and she started her renaissance. And this was definitely one of those movies. Lisa Schwartzbaum from Entertainment Weekly gave the film a B minus saying against many odds ever after comes up with a good one. This novel variation is still set in the once upon a time uh, 16th century, but it features an active 1990s style heroine. She argues about economic theory and civil rights with her royal suitor rather than a passive exploited hearth sweeper who warbles a dream is a wish your heart wakes. Sometimes I feel like these reviewers just be like, I'm getting paid a lot, so I've really got to put some SAT words in here. But like, really, this could have just been like, it's good. And she's like, they get paid by the word. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's why Ulysses is yeah. so long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's get into it oh apparently director andy Tennant directed drew barrymore in the 1993 made for television adaption of the amy fisher story there you go humble beginnings together <laughs> ah tv movie we're so impressed by her act. <laughs> uh, straight to offer no audition i didn't mind her like i thought her acting was good it was just the accent that like just just speak english <laughs> no i hate like my low-key pet peeve which is why i didn't really like this movie is bad accents and accents that do not make sense for the setting i yeah. did not well i remember watching this movie and i'd be like wait they're in france yeah right. why is why is everybody pronouncing all of these words horribly why does everyone have an english accent like i'm full the only person that should have the english accent in france is maybe the ambassador maybe the queen because like mm. you know f- england would marry off their daughters to the french king i'm like you had this whole thing where these people are speaking spanish right and meanwhile i know that these people spoke french because french was the lengua franca which is where we get the term lengua franca and yet not a single person, even like here comes Da Vinci. Why does Da Vinci have an English accent? He's Italian. <laughs> I was like, this is so. It pissed me off. It drives me. I can't stand it. I'm like, every period piece does not require people to have an English accent. Somebody could ha- be French. French accents are not impossible to understand. I just feel like it's colonization. Why is it like the proper? If you think of like olden times, you have to have english accents i don't i don't understand that part i blame shakespeare yeah we have to watch this is back in the day people have to sit through the merchant of venice and no one had ever even been to italy <laughs> <laughs> you watching the fellow wasn't a spanish person in sight i don't understand it drives me absolutely i i hate it i can't i can't watch movies like that and everybody's and just, accent was bad in this movie. I was like, was anybody English? Yeah, because Melanie is Australian. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> Dougree Scott. I thought he was British. I think he is, if anybody. And I feel like the only person, I don't know, Angelica Houston should have had a good accent. She didn't even try. She was she just did using it. her own, her weird <laughs> Catherine Hepburn Mid Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that she's a Nepo baby, by the way. I had oh, no yeah. idea that it's she's third, gen- third yeah. generation. So, like, her grandfather or aunt or uncle 
intermingled and in, or did work or di got directed by or was a director of of um drew barrymore's people so yeah boy, look at these damn nepo oh. babies are you tired of waiting for sparks to fly on your dating app do you dream of running through airports to deliver an out-of-breath unplanned monologue then stop doom scrolling and start listening to meet cute rom-coms Feel-good love stories that take you from chance encounter to grand romantic gesture in just 15 minutes. We're bringing rom-coms back. Get a brand new Meet Cute series on the first Tuesday of every month with new episodes twice a week. Fall in love with Meet Cute Rom-coms wherever you find your podcasts. Is this where we kiss? Okay. Doug Ray, if I'm saying his name right, he is Scottish. Maybe that's why his English accent was so terrible. Because he was <laughs> trying to fight the urge to sound like, go full Scottish at all times. Yeah. So speaking of Doug Ray, I don't know if that's how you say his name. I feel really bad. I should, let me see if I could find a pronunciation of it. Like In the meantime. Phonetically. Why do you yeah. say his name? <laughs> but he was the third actor that was offered the role. It was declined by Jude Law and Johnny Lee Miller. I could see Johnny Lee Miller, but I don't know about I I could see Jude Law, but not with Drew Barrymore. Is that weird? No. I feel no. like on like no shade, but neither of them have ever had enough hair to play like a prince. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Something about like princes, I feel like you need like very like lush hair. And they, I feel like they've been bald like or balding forever. For a long That's time. True. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not like, I don't know, they're handsome, but not in like a prince way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think like Jason Marsden is like the perfect prince. He has prince hair. Like you said, he, it's perfect. Jason okay. You say his name, Dow Gray Scott. Dow, uh, Dow Gray Scott. Interesting. The way that they say Scott is it's, it's spelled S K A A T. Scat. Scat. Dow Gray. Dow Gray. Scat. Interesting. Okay, Google. You yeah, have the accent in there. <laughs> Dow Gray. Scat. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's get into the movie. So it opens up. These two gentlemen are visiting the estate of an elderly woman. I looked it up. I'm assuming it's supposed to be the Brothers Grimm. It is. It is the yeah, Brothers Grimm. I think they say at the end, right? Yeah, they, they, she talks about like their stories and stuff, but yeah, it's supposed to be the Brothers Grimm and it's kind of weird because the historical context in this movie is just like not accurate it's like they literally were just pulling from time right like we're pulling oh, from portals of time yeah they're like, i was like how'd this woman escape with this painting and live in a castle didn't the revolution happen like what <laughs> right like, like it's what not... country is this castle in yeah six it's the it's mixed between the 16th 17th and 18th centuries like it's all over the place so we just have to pretend historical fiction fiction yes <laughs> it's giving it's giving bridgerton so we the old woman starts to talk about the little cinder girl there is a painting hanging on the wall 
And then she asks for a box that's on her mantle and it has the glass slipper in it. And she's like, it's actually a story about a girl named Danielle. And so she's going to set the record straight. As most Danielles would. The only (laughs) thing that I love about this movie very much is that I don't usually see a lot of characters in TV and film that have the name Danielle. Ever, really. We got a Danielle and a Jacqueline in this movie. Yes. Oh, I feel left out now. Oh, Oh. sorry. (laughs) 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 So we see... A little girl, we get some voiceover that says she loved her father very much. And her father ends up remarrying a baroness played by Angelica Houston. We see the little girl has a friend named Gustave. And they like they're she's pretty rough and tumble. She she's very outspoken, not afraid to kick some butt, wrestle in the mud. And then she's introduced to her new stepmother and two stepsisters. And immediately you could just see the grimace on the stepmother's face that this little girl covered in mud is now part of her family. And I I think one of the things that I looked at maybe this, this second or third viewing of watching it as an adult I am not going to be like for the villain like I normally am, but I do see the circumstance, which is that here's this woman who's most likely a widow herself Mm -hmm. and she was a baroness. So she had a high title and she has now two children and she's got to figure out how to like financially sustain herself. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if she, because at one point Danielle does ask her if she ever loved her dad. And she's like, I didn't even know him. But mm-hmm. later in the scene, like they they're introduced, they meet each other. But like he ha- his he gets called out to to go somewhere else. And when he falls over, I'm guessing a heart attack and dies. Mm-hmm. There's a look on Angel- Angelica Houston's character's face that like it is just absolute despair and and also fear. Which I never looked at, yeah, like (laughs) I never looked at her face in this scene before because I didn't care about her, Yeah, but something told me to look this time and it was just like, I think I was looking to see if she had killed her. (laughs) That's why I was looking at her face, but she looked really upset. When it happened, I'm like, did she like plan this to take all his money? Yeah. Yeah. But she's also so, I think the weirdest thing, I remember thinking this like, as like a kid too like like she's jealous of that little girl because yeah, like because she's like but i'm like you didn't but then it's like and i couldn't figure out like why are you so jealous like you like that's his daughter but then i got older i'm like you also not only is that his daughter you didn't even know that man so like why yeah. are you like upset right like so hateful like you didn't dislike this man right right i didn't get the feeling that it's like you just didn't know him you married him to survive but it's like that's like a lot of hate you have to have in your heart to be yeah. like, eh, now you work here. <laughs> yeah, like to do that to a child, which, you know, she's very unhealed herself, you know, and I've seen it happen a lot where you have grown ass women who have their unhealed issues, especially probably with her own father, just to see that that girl was 
so loved, even in that short time span. And maybe when he met her, that's all he talked about was his daughter. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have that kind of love in your life and you see it, I could see the jealousy. Because she didn't seem to like her own children. So she's probably like, how do you like these kids? Like you love your daughter that much? I hate mine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, she was... She was absolutely the worst. So yeah, so now Danielle has lost her father and the only parent that she knows is this woman that just randomly showed up. And then now she treats her like a a street urchin, essentially. Like she is the help for her and her daughters, which Well, and the, the, the help of the house always took care of her because the stepmom... Was awful. never did yeah yeah so now danielle is a teenager i guess typically they are and she's collecting apples but then she sees this dude ride by with her dad's horse and she's like fuck no <laughs> it starts like pelting him with apples like he he does he get knocked off the horse yeah yeah and then she realizes oh fuck it's the prince <laughs> yeah because when he falls off he's kind of covered by his cape yeah and so she is still pelting him but he's so worried about getting back because we see at the castle that like they're looking for him Mm -hmm. and then they realize that he's run off so this seems to be something he does regularly and so he's trying to get back I don't know what he was doing you know these rich rich boy problems it Um... almost felt like he was trying to run away and that's why he had to steal the horse because his horse threw a shoe. I don't know. It was very confusing why he was stealing a horse, but he did essentially pelt her with gold coins as he was like, I'm taking this horse peas. You're a peasant. I know. I was like, what is this? I felt like it's like, it's like a very well-clothed strip club. Like, Dude, like you're making it rain with like gold coins except hail (laughs) but except like with paper money it doesn't hurt when you like get hit with it i was like i also don't buy that she recognized him because i'm like i feel like people don't know back then like you wouldn't know royalty look like out of context yeah because i mean you don't have like tv or like newspapers yeah You're not going to, she's not going to the palace. She's not going to like whatever art galleries would have their photo in. I was like, she don't know what that man looked like. Maybe it was (laughs) something on his clothes that recognized like that. Maybe it was like the purple cape. Yeah. Because I think only royalty royalty were allowed to wear purple. Because I was like, that man was wearing like regular, regular (laughs) clothes and a purple velvet cape. We are introduced to the two stepsisters, Marguerite, who's a bitch, and Jacqueline, who is very quiet, and she's she's pretty much tormented by her mom and her sister as well. She's played by Melanie Linsky, repeatedly told she's fat, she eats too much, just a lot of verbal and emotional abuse. All and I feel like... Sometimes she partakes in the mistreatment of Danielle mm-hmm. only in survival yes. for survival reasons. Cause she's well aware. She's one step away. She's yeah. one step away. Yeah. 
She's not the chosen one. Cinderella too. Yeah. Yeah. And then we see, oh, gypsies. That's what they call themselves in this movie. I know gypsies is a derogatory term. Right. And they probably shouldn't have said it in this yeah. movie, but it's so, also like the context of pulling from a portal. We don't know what context they were trying to make gypsies, apparently. Right. They seem so, nomadic and. So yeah. we'll call Dark them the features. nomads. <laughs> yeah. I think you could call them tra- the travelers. Travelers. Like, travelers. Right. Yeah. They're essentially raiding carriages, just like robbing pe- people as they like travel. The prince happens upon one such raid and there's an elderly gentleman and he's just like they're taking my painting can you please get my painting back it's worth everything to me so the prince goes ends up like going over a waterfall but he rescues this painting and when he gives it back to the man the man opens it up and it's the Mona Lisa and we find out it's the older man is Leonard Leonard I almost said Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo da Vinci. (laughs) In his mysterious British accent. Right. Even though Italian. So back at the estate, Danielle is very excited about this windfall she has just received. And she is very righteous and like, she has very high expectations and morals. And so she's like one of the workers husbands was sold. So she's like, I'm going to go get him back. I have this money. I just have to dress. Like I, I belong essentially dress, dress above her station. And this is our first hint that like shit that they, they broke Mm -hmm. and they can't pay their bills. And so because they do mention that things are like missing from the house. Yeah. So that that's just an indication that things aren't going well. And I think Danielle goes to see her friend who works for another, I guess, wealthy person. Because you can kind of see in the painting in the background when she's changing of the mm-hmm. dress she's about to put on, on someone else. So I guess they're like stealing it for... Or borrowing it. Yeah, for... right. Oh, I never noticed the dresses in the background. And it, it, she goes to see Gustav, right? Yeah, it's yeah. him who I guess he works for somebody, a noble woman or something. Where I guess Jackie says borrowing, I say stealing. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> so if you bring it back, it's, it's just borrowing. borrowing. <laughs> what did I write? And well, so after this, doesn't she head over to? She goes the, to town. Mm-hmm. She she buys back. She's attempting to buy back Maurice, and the guy's like, "Oh, he's already been purchased." And so she's arguing, saying, "Like I have all of this money," and then the prince shows up, and so she impresses the the prince with like her argument that like why why are these people being sold into servitude and so the prince argues with the guy eventually releases maurice and then leonardo da vinci is with him and he notices her shoes so he's like i don't think she is who she who she's saying she is (laughs) and that's true Mm -hmm. rich people you can always look at their shoes 
Well, bust up shoes. Yeah. yeah, shoes and watches. Shoes and watches. I always just questioned. Damn it, it's gone. Henry? No, my brain. I don't remember what I was gonna say. Ah. I also don't like if his name is Henry. This is French. It's France. His name should be Henri. Yeah, right. This is true. It's my other beef. A <laughs> man's name is Henri. <laughs> so we. Oh, and then when she was, once she buys back Maurice, she she does say to the prince, she's like, okay, so you were noble and got this one guy released, but what about all the others? Like, what are we doing here as the prince? Well, she says that, I think she says that later on when they meet up again, because like they keep, I thought no, it was when they were fighting. Was it this time? Yeah. Because he and, does go back later. And then he asks her her name. And she gives the name of her mother. I just kept writing the countess. Okay, so here's my question. She's nobleborn. Yeah. I don't think she, I think oh, she's, no. I think they're, they own land. They don't have titles. I don't think her father had a title. Because she says, oh, and you made, I think later on, she's like, and you made your mother a countess. Yeah. I think she made up the title, but she uh, gave her mom's Okay. Okay. Because I was like, her dad had, like, he had land, he had a home, like, she's not. He's probably like a lord or a lady. Yeah. I think that's probably like, or whatever the French version of lord and lady is. Yeah, it's true. Sorry. And so then, now we see Prince Henri is back at the castle, (laughs) and he is arguing with his parents. They're like, you're going to marry Gabriella. And you're going to like it. And he's like, I don't want to do that. And so he talks about going into the ministry at points. He's just kind of all over the place in what he wants to do in life. But he knows he doesn't want to be told who he has to marry. At this point, an arranged marriage don't sound too bad. I'm over this shit. <laughs> Look, I'd be like, where's the, where's, where's, where's the black people who do Indian match, Indian and Jewish matchmaking? So right. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up for that. I need somebody's like overbearing auntie to just be like, this is a man. <laughs> Where's my Sima auntie? Yeah. My, my uh, life very le- least less problematic. <laughs> so. Then the prince returns the horse. And that's all I have for that scene. <laughs> oh yeah, because no, he like returns the horse and then like what is it angelica houston gets pissed off because she's like how dare you insolent child not tell us the prince was here this morning you threw an apple at him what do you mean yeah because she comes back to the house with maurice and everyone is so happy and crying but then they're like you're a big ass trouble because so she's i think she thinks like they she found out that she had money or something to get maurice out but it's because of that. And I i mean, that's all they care about mm-hmm. is potentially getting Marguerite to marry the prince. And it's one of those things where like little me was like, what a bitch. Grown me was like, what other option did this woman have? Right. Like, like her husband died. So like, you know, they didn't seem like they had a very successful farm. So no money was coming in. So she had to sell everything. Otherwise, they'd all be homeless. Right. And then it's like the only way to save this situation 
is for my pretty daughter to marry somebody rich may as well be the prince right. <laughs> so I was like so I'm like you know what I get you she didn't have to be such a bitch but I get like where the bitchiness was coming from kind yeah. of thing it was necessity but like I just feel like she if she had a little bit more camaraderie with the people like be nicer to her staff they could all come up together and figure something out but she was just like the worst yeah so when the the sorry when the prince was arguing with the king and queen they're like okay you have five days to find whoever you're gonna marry and if not you're marrying gabriella that's it we're we're having a ball. <laughs> Could you imagine five days to find a, a, a spouse? <laughs> Good luck to you. They no. gave them more time than the other. Was it? This is like, look, show up. We have a ball. You met the girl. And now you're like, I have to find her. Find somebody who fits this shoe. <laughs> that I spent all of 20 minutes with. <laughs> That's true. I did like this version in that he knew her outside the ball. It wasn't just like this mystery woman that showed up and was right. like, oh. and then yeah. I have to find him. I find her. I'm immediately in love. Like they had a relationship prior to the ball. My question is, does he need glasses? <laughs> because he saw her when she was throwing apples at him, but now all of a sudden she's a completely different person. I don't think he saw her for real. Really? You know, I think it's one of those things where if I'm the prince and I'm getting pelted at a servant, did I really look at her? Right. That's true. And versus like, I'm a prince and this woman comes up very nicely dressed and clean. I... I'm going to, she must be somebody I'm going to look at her. And I think Danielle mentioned, I think at some point she kind of like alludes to like, you do not see, or you do not notice. Or she says something to make it seem like, like, I I know you don't recognize me from the first mm-hmm. time you saw me because of like how you view people who are not. Who are below your status. Right. Yeah. That's Maybe true. he has face blindness. I swear I do. <laughs> I have to meet people a couple of times before I remember who you are. <laughs> Me and my screenshots of everybody I work with who I've never seen in real life more than three times from their LinkedIn profile. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so now the Baroness and her daughters are in panic mode because obviously they don't have money, but now they have to go to this ball and impress the prince, catch his attention. So they go into Danielle's dowry chest, which has her mother's wedding dress and wedding shoes in it. And they're like, oh, we'll just use this stuff. On site. (laughs) It might, I might not physically hurt them in that moment, but they are getting uncontrollable shits the next day because I'm making I'm making your food. Yeah. Oh hell no! Like you are, don't don't mess with the people who who cook your food. No, you're gonna be shitting so much. You can't go to no ball. <laughs> Touch my dress and my shoes from my yeah. dead mother. You'll be shitting in that dress. But they knew they were wrong. Like they knew they were in the wrong because like 
when Danielle catches them, they don't even try to just say we're taking it. They were like, oh, we're going to air it out for you. Right. Like they were, they knew that was absolutely the worst thing they could do. And even Jacqueline was like, not really down for this. And she's like, aren't these Danielle's? It's not right. Shut up. (laughs) X-Lex all day. (laughs) (laughs) So then the next scene, Danielle's kind of just floating in the water, enjoying her time in the peace and quiet. Yeah, I guess she's... And Leonardo da Vinci just makes little boat shoes that would scare the shit out of me just a man walking on water like jesus (laughs) (laughs) i would love a glass of wine while you're at it thank you (laughs) so she meets leonardo da vinci and he recognizes her from the 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 village yeah and then the prince tells her he released all the men or no does the prince no the prince doesn't tell her okay her Jacqueline tells her when or tells the table as they're eating later on so that's right yeah and she says any man who sails must be compensated right what's wrong I don't know what that means I think they were like shipping them off to the Americas as like indentured servants or probably the Caribbean or wherever France had colonies got it and so instead of like which I think because they did it to pay off whatever debts that they had to the state like oh I owe a ton of taxes I can't pay them it's like cool we're gonna ship you off to Australia ah prison colony on the other side of the world and they just came and worked off their debts and then oppressed a bunch of other people. It's a circle, y'all, coming together. And so now we meet Monsieur Le Pew, who comes by and like buys veg- vegetables once a week from the little stand in the village. Do you guys know who this is? He looked familiar, but... No. It's the guy from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, is it Riff Raff? Yes. Ah. Which With one the, was hun- the hunchback and the blonde hair. Oh, really? He wrote the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, okay, really? Yeah. Look at that. There's no I don't fun know who fact. I thought, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's just, he's vile he he you... he's i'm sorry Jackie, but he says that he's well endowed and like this girl is much he said he's he he says i'm like three times older than you but it's fine i'm well endowed I'm like what is happening right now my movie also like the pew yeah. Could you be any more obvious? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, like if the mustache and the bald head and then it didn't set you off, his name is Le Pew. <laughs> <laughs> oh so my God. Um, it's very obvious that he he wants Danielle for him. And so he in 
like we don't really know why he's there we find out later why he keeps showing up and then so danielle does befriend leonardo da vinci he's just always around giving her more of his inventions. so she's like flying a kite that he made the prince shows up and is asking where asking gustav where the the countess is and gustav's like oh she's up at the house there's no one there and so the prince hurries off to go find her and and she's like why should you tell him where i live and he's (laughs) like because you need to get your ass up to that house before they get there and so she scurries up there and, and they and she had time to run to the house and like change, change and look decent and whatnot Movie before magic. he got there. Yeah. Maybe she knew a or shortcut. She's a runner, she's a track star. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> and he has like this I don't know if it's a guard or his secretary. I don't know what you call him, but there's a guy that's always with him. His man yeah he's that's what, a, i don't know that's what they're called like man man his man the right man, like right king, the, like the man the king's man yeah <laughs> and, and but there's like this side story happening between him and jacqueline kind of like having this attraction to each other and i was like girl you can do better oh a hundred thousand percent it's probably like the only man she's probably see. Just because, like, I think because they want you to think that she's so unattractive. Right. Like the only man who's ever looked at her is this, like, short kind of guy who you're also not supposed to think is attractive. So it's like, right. oh, look, they're supposed to be like, oh, the ugly ducklings. Although at the end, Gabriella is pretty, and then she she loves the, the balding comb yeah. over man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love knows no bounds. <laughs> <laughs> So Danielle and Henri get to know each other better. They're talking about, he shows her the library and she's just like. Belle. It's like Belle seeing the library from Beauty and the Beast. She's so enamored. It's like, (laughs) oh my God, books. (laughs) Books. I I feel like you're also supposed to be surprised that she can read too. That's part of it. Like, oh, she can read. Yeah, and and part of the thing of her father always traveling is he always brought books back for her. Yeah. And and she mentions the book that the the last book he brought her back, she mentions a couple of times in in, in their conversations. But he like hates on it, the Utopia book. Yeah. And he he like hates on it and so she like tells him off. About- She's like, how dare you? and and he does say that she has conviction like she's not afraid to to say what she she's thinking and stand up for what she believes in and then they're traveling somewhere i guess back to her house is that mm. where they're traveling yeah i'm guessing and the, so the, the wagon breaks down and she, he's like what do we do and she's like we walk <laughs> useless which was so weird to me i'm like do you even i was like this seems like y'all are in the middle of nowhere yeah maybe like and i was like i feel like also if i'm walking with the sole heir to the throne of france yeah i'm not letting that man just roll off by himself with some chick he just met i was like this seems silly yeah, yeah. 
But I think they're so used to the prince running off and mm-hmm. kind of doing his own thing. So, but they get lost. And so Danielle has to take her dress off because she doesn't want to get it dirty, Avi, and climb a tree to see where we need to go. And so while she's up a tree, the travelers come by and they start stealing stuff off the wagon. Is that right? Well, they like steal her dress and like grab him. Yeah. Which is also a bold move trying to kidnap the prince of france yeah but i don't think they know that he's a prince at that time they just see my theory that that she should not have recognized (laughs) (laughs) maybe she recognized him because her family's been sweating him they probably have like a board with strings on it in the house like a mini portrait yeah this is this is the goal this is the target right here so she has to come down from the tree and save her boo and she scares the travelers because, you know, obviously she was in the tree. And so they give her a deal like she could take whatever she can carry. And, you know, she put this man on her back and they start laughing because they're, they're tickled by this woman in her skivvies trying to carry this man. So then they're like, OK, you cool. We're going to feed you. We're going to have the, the good time. Mm-hmm. They're flirting with each other. I guess she's not realizing it's dark. She about to get her ass whooped because where you been all day? Yep. And at home, they're like, where the hell is she? And when she get home, we about to roast her for real, for real. So she have she has a good time. She's making out with the prince. Like mm-hmm. these are like, this is real scandalous for this time period. Whatever time period it may be. And eventually she does get home and she gets in so much trouble and they're like you're not going to a ball yeah you're you know you're 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 done you're getting locked into this room yeah it's a Um, wrap well she doesn't get locked up yet because they agree to meet at the ruins the next day we see Prince Henri talking to his parents. He wants to build a library. He like has all of these dreams of aspiration now because he's so <laughs> inspired by Danielle and their conversations right. together. And then he goes, and by the way, I want to I want to invite those travelers to the ball. They're cool. Put them on the list. And his parents are like, get the fuck out of our room. We're trying <laughs> yeah. to sleep. Like, are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he keeps opening the curtains around their bed. And they're like, go away. It's early. (laughs) Playing too much. And Danielle is also inspired by her evening. Yeah, she's getting a little spicy. Real spicy. They're like, where's my breakfast? Girl, you hung over. You're doing a lot. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, where's our breakfast? What you gonna do? She's like, you got two hands, don't you? I was like, And that is, that's what really breaks it. Cause I guess they didn't, they didn't get mad at her when she got home. It, it seems like it was a little later, I think. Yeah. They wait till that morning to like roast her and then. And then, but then she finds out that they're going to use her mother's wedding dress and shoes for the ball. And she's like, where'd you get these? You You better be putting those back. Like those are mine. Don't fucking touch my shit. And Danielle grabs the shoes and Marguerite grabs the yeah. 
utopia book that her dad gave her her most like prized possession and threatens to throw it in the fire so she finally like well it's because she punched her oh i forgot about the oh yeah she that was she flipped over the bed (laughs) so that's what like caused her to get the book she pulls the shoes and so she's like they she puts down the shoes Mm -hmm. just to kind of say okay don't but marguerite still throws the book into the fire like a Mm. fucking asshole and then they the mom holds back danielle so she can't even get the book like how horrible are you people so terrible uh they were very good villains because i hated every single second of them on that screen like not one redeeming quality not at all but this was like the first interpretation of a like a cinderella story where one of the stepsisters had some empathy yes jacqueline goes and is talking to danielle and she's still like you brought it upon yourself but at the same time she's like comforting her because she knows she's really upset and then marguerite and the baroness are unbothered and go to an event or is it church is that where they are where are they where the queen is they they go for tea or something Oh, no, yeah. they steal. So they have like that the people guy that they pay like, like stole the necklace, and then like made it, the queen think she dropped it, mm-hmm. but like give it back to her. And I was like, stealing uh, from the queen is a bold move. And I've been like, I wear this today, right? But, and that guy yeah. is played by Toby, the actor Toby Jones, and this is his American debut in this movie, which I like. I've seen it so many times, never obviously recognized him, but then like I was like, oh my god, that's that man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Hunger Games. I know him. <laughs> <laughs> and he he pays he plays a royal page, but they're like, he's giving them like insider information and like you said, grabbing stuff so that they can kind of weasel their way into the heart of the prince and so the queen is very grateful and invites them to tea the next day and then that's when they find out that the girl that the prince has been gallivanting around with is danielle essentially because she uses her mother's name and the way Marguerite goes insane and tries to pretend it was like a bee, <laughs> she has like a full on rage fit with that shit. I'm like oh, she's this like, is so weird. It was like, yeah, you got up, walked away, had a fit, and then came sat back down. I was like, oh, what? What bee? <laughs> well, and I was like, I would have been like, she's unstable. Don't pay yeah. <laughs> and, and it's not like she like went to the gardens or something like she literally like walked three feet and threw her fit and then came back i'm like bitch they can hear you right she was unhinged for real so now i think that's when they go back home and they lock her up right well right before that i can't remember what happens but danielle goes to tell Henri the truth they're meeting in that like ruins place with all the vines and stuff but he like he won't let her get a word in edgewise and so like she's trying to tell him like i'm not who you think i am and he's just like it doesn't matter blah 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 but apparently it does matter because he gets real big mad over 
some bullshit later. Well, I think also the way he found out he was his ego was yeah her and he was humiliated in front of everybody. I tried to tell you and you wouldn't listen. listen. She didn't try fucking hard enough. I'm sorry. It's like that always pisses me off in movies where it's like, I tried to tell you. It's like, no, you looked at me once with like sad puppy dog eyes and said, (laughs) I have something to tell you. And he and they're like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. It's like, girl, if you really have some time, you'd be like, shut up. (laughs) Listen. Like, just grab him and shake him one time. Like, I am a servant in my own house because that (laughs) trifling blonde bitch that's chasing you being thirsty as hell with is, is my stupid ass stepsister that's my stepmama i apologize you hit me <laughs> with apples at their house i yeah. hit you with, like it, it's not that deep <laughs> <laughs> so sorry so then we find out later that danielle hid the slippers and gown because a bitch doesn't play she's like i right. told you not to touch my things and that's when they lock her in the cellar and they're like well you're not going Bye. and then it seems like on very short notice they get pretty elaborate costumes to go to the ball <laughs> including this horse head <laughs> headpiece behind me for those who are watching I think it's fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> it's giving a midsummer night's dream. It yes. is. So it's the, the staff that gets her out, right? Yeah. So the staff tells Gustav, like, you need to go do something. And he's like, I can't. And they're like, this is your best friend. She's locked in a cellar. Go like be bold for once and do something about it. So he ends up going and knocking out Toby Jones, the page putting on his little outfit and then going and getting Leonardo da Vinci because he cool. <laughs> Cause he, he not only paints beautiful art, but he could pick a lock. He, he doesn't yeah, even pick to... a lock. He just is He's like a fan of love. He is a fan of love. <laughs> and he also knows how door hinges work. And he's like, Oh, you just pop the pins and remove the door. And they're like, you worked magic. And he's like, I opened a door not That's that it. serious it's like they don't call me a genius for nothing <laughs> and how quickly did he make those wings did he have those wings already he, he made bl- them because he's a genius <laughs> it was like when you get a balloon animal made he was just like find me some wire and some mesh fly wings wings <laughs> Bella, Bella, wings, fly, fly. <laughs> in this scene it was supposed to be that drew's character was going to have her makeup done by leonardo and it was like a joke between her makeup artist that she felt like so much pressure that she was gonna have to do makeup that would have been as good as leonardo Di- dicaprio <laughs> leonardo da vinci would have <laughs> done but they ended up changing their their mind on that later but I thought that was funny because that would be very stressful. Yeah. This wing (laughs) eyeliner has to be. (laughs) (laughs) So they bust her out. They dress her up. They take her to the ball. Uh, She walks in and everyone. Oh, she does say a bird may love a fish, but where will they live? And that's when Leonardo says, I will make you wings. So poetic. Right. Both of them to assume that, he, you know, he was the bird. 
Right. And she's the fish. <laughs> I never thought about that, but that is true. It's like, well, this may be all a bird. Yeah. Or give that bitch gills. Why do I have to conform? Yeah. I need the water. Me. The bird can figure it out. Stick your head out. <laughs> So, oh, <laughs> as she's leaving, they're like, oh, wait, she's going to wave its tradition, which we see at the beginning of the movie. She stops and waits as a little girl to see her dad wave goodbye as he's leaving. So that was a very sweet callback and and a nod to like the, the staff are the ones who really know and love her. Yeah. And, and take care of her. So then we get to the ball and it's the scene behind me where Jacqueline is getting a little snack and then she looks across the table and there's someone in the exact same outfit as her. Of course. It's a dude eating a carrot because why wouldn't you dressed as a horse? And then she neighs at him. Which is so cute and so weird. Because I was like, I I feel like if I was like dressed as a, like had a horse costume and some guy was like, hey, I'd be like. Creepy. Calm down. (laughs) But she's enamored. Uh, And then we see the king starts to speak and Danielle walks in and everyone like, it gets really hush. Just they turn breathe. around, just breathe. And they're announcing Henri's engagement, but he goes over. Oh, no. The Baroness sees her and is like, you shouldn't be here. Starts tearing up her dress, tears a wing off. And, he, and then she exposes Danielle as being her servant to the prince. It was just so violent and extra like it was all you so just, dramatic like yeah, girl all you had to do was say mm, this is my help you didn't like, have to you rip don't up even the- go here right yeah. well and danielle could have been like i was fine until this lady showed up and made me be a servant like right we were good my dad and i were good we lived the in house a- that's my house yeah <laughs> let me think of that thing who are you I'm known at this house. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she should have said. And then she tries to explain. She said, she's like, Henri. And he's like, do not address me so informal. And he becomes a dick. I don't want to marry him. He's shown me what kind of person he is when he's mad. Yeah. How quickly he his love can turn on me. Oh, so it matters what status I have? Because right. Because you think I lied to you? You done. Girl, bye. <laughs> and... I love myself more, Henri. <laughs> <laughs> but da, Vin- uh, da Vinci tries to talk to him later, and 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 uh, he's like, "It doesn't matter. You guys are meant to be together." Yeah. But he's all up in his feelings, so he's like, "You know what? You don't deserve her. It's yep. fine." I love and that. At, and at this point, like the next day, you see like Danielle just trying to focus on her chores do what she needs to do and here comes this bitch all up in her face and she's real sassy with it like move out of my way but she seems like way too happy and it's because we find out that she essentially has sold her yes sold to riffraff riffraff uh, Le Pew. 
<laughs> and, and you know, and he's made it clear that he's the one who's kept this farm pretty mu- much up and running because he's been so obsessed with her and like he's bought all of their furniture and belongings and that was the trade-off like the baroness can have everything back in trade for danielle and she's more than happy she's like i got the better end of this deal right like bitch who's gonna pick your apples and make you your breakfast now they got the rest of the staff they don't care Mm, so now she's with this nasty ass man and he's got her like in chains and shit like because she she stayed trying to run away. I mean, who uh, wouldn't? That, right. His house. I was like, what is this house? Like, that's all stuff. Like, year is this supposed to be it? Because right. like these people have like stately manor homes, and he looks like he lives in the medieval section of the metropolitan. <laughs> <music>. <laughs> I'm like, uh, what is this? I'm really surprised. Like, he seems so sly, sleazy, slimy, everything. Mm-hmm. Like, she's been there, it seems like a day at least, like a full day. I'm surprised he hasn't, like, tried to, like, take advantage of her, you know what I mean? He gives me Prince of Nottingham from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves vibes. Like, Alan Rickman sleaziness. Yeah. I think he say something like you will come to me willingly or something. Yeah, maybe that's what he wants. Okay, rapist. He's like, I'm not that. He's like, he's like, I'm a bad man. But I'm not a bad man. <laughs> I hey, wreck it, Ralph. <laughs> so somehow she's, she's in chains, but like is able to go outside and do stuff. I don't know, but that's when she sees her boo. No, she's, no, no. She, she so, like tries to yeah, shiver. He's like m- making her unload stuff, and it's a bunch of swords oh, on the right. table. He dumb. Which is dumb. Like, if this person <laughs> wants to kill you, chained up or not, I can, sh- I can, if I get, but I can grab one of those things, get behind you. Like, my arms are like this. This doesn't keep me right. doing this motion. Yeah. I forgot she does free herself, which is great because she yes. has, she's not a damsel in distress. By the time oh boy comes running in, yeah, she's so already saved herself. While, while all this is happening, Henri goes back to the village because he learns that that he's crazy, but but crazy in love with Josh, and so he has to go <laughs> run around and and find Danielle. And he runs into Jacqueline, and she's like, "This is where she's at." And he's like, "Don't tell anyone that you told me." And so I love that Jacqueline goes back and like totally lies. <laughs> so and the reason why Henri is looking I for that we're full on committed to calling him a hundred percent like damn it this is friend <laughs> and the reason why he's looking for her is because he was getting married he was full on in the middle of the ceremony and poor gabriella from spain is it's hysterical perfect. because she loves because she loves the frumpy man over in the corner and she's just so distraught about getting married. And then like when, when Prince Henri is like, yeah, I'm not marrying her. And she goes and jumps into the arms of her beloved and the King and queen of Spain are like pissed. They're arguing with each other and you can tell that they're like, this is your fault. And they're kind of like, (laughs) But then the king and queen of France are kind of like, maybe we don't have it so bad with that little uh, peasant girl. <laughs> yeah. You know what makes me laugh? It's like, I personally, I love a delusional bitch, right? So I can never figure out, like, 
Mar- why Margaret? Like, why are you so confident yes. that this man would marry you? Do you know what I mean? It's like all the bad bitches in France. It's you, and then like, <laughs> and then it's like they get like this man has not paid you any like re- real attention, and it's like you see you're breaking up, and you're like, oh my god, it's my. What, bitch? What? What about the situations that made you say yes? This man wants me. He has 100%. literally tried to marry two other people yes. before even looking your way. Yeah, it's like her mama girl. got her like that. Yeah, if you have someone your whole life telling you you're the bee's knees and everything revolves around you, you start believing that shit. A hundred percent. Was it my grandma used to say, "Smelling yourself." so daniela's or i keep calling her daniela danielle's father was a master swordsman and so he taught her how to fight which is how she is able to get away from riffraff lapew and so she walks out and Henri is there waiting for her and he asks her to marry him and then the next scene is the baroness and Marguerite are being summoned to the castle. So they're like, it's my time. It is my time. Yeah, it's your Here time. Here we go. Right. So they, Time's sh- up. they show up and they're like, essentially, they're like, you lied to the Queen of France. And so we're shipping you to America unless someone is going to speak on your behalf. And so I love when she goes, Looks like there's a lot of people out of town. Because <laughs> no one's speaking up. <laughs> More delusion. <laughs> and then Danielle speaks up, like walks into the room. And I'm like, <laughs> so we planned this whole thing. The king and queen of France are in on this whole charade. To that was pee- the dumbest part of this movie. I'm sorry. Because you're trying to tell me. <laughs> That the crown prince of France <laughs> married some random ass girl and they had no idea. Like a royal wedding yes. took place. And you you didn't know they, would they get married in secret? What I was like, what is this? Romeo and Juliet? That doesn't make sense. I, yeah, I feel like they I always the vibes like they married in secret, like but everybody gonna... knew but her, that's why it didn't make any sense. Because Did she have like, a crown on? Yeah, I was so but confused. it was weird. It was like the minute she walked into the room, she had the crown, but everybody bowed. Like everybody knew. Except for. Like nobody else has surprise faces. Like, who is this? It was like everybody <laughs> knew. I think what happened was, all right, we called these bitches. They coming. This is what gonna happen. Margaret, Danielle, she the queen bitch now. It's an eye, right, boom. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The setup is this. And everyone's like, cool, cool, cool. She's like, all right, I'm going to be in the corners. But when she says, anybody object to this, she going to come out. Y'all going to bow. Y'all got it? Okay, boom, we out. Then when they had time. Quick, they called the archbishop and said, look, we got, we going to do this. We're going to do this for the one for the one time. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, Louis. The wedding, they, they called everybody, but the two of them had the wedding. And they said, all right, call the bitch now. Call the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> But they had to have found where the leaks were coming from, too. So that little man had to have been mm-hmm. fired. Yeah. Or he's dead because Gustav dropped a very heavy pot on him from a very high distance. Oh, yeah. Facts. Oh, yeah. 
So they are stripped of their title, going to be shipped to the Americas. Danielle is like, I'll speak on your behalf. And she said, I don't. Oh, and the prince is like, I don't believe you met my wife. And I'm like, oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so Danielle says, I will forget you after this day, but you will think of me every day for the rest of your life. Laying off real thick. It was so good. And she's going to show the same courtesy that the Baroness bestowed upon her, Danielle. And so they are sent to be laundry maids. And after they show up, like, in the laundry room, uh, the Baroness is still like, well, Marguerite, you better get to work. I'm management. <laughs> yeah. they she Mar- Marguerite turns on her mom real fast when she they call does. her out. And she's like, I had no idea. I'm like, damn, You bitch. always be doing this. And they're like, do they always act like this? Jacqueline's like, worse. <laughs> well it's good that Jacqueline doesn't have to have the same fate even though she could have kind of deserved a little something something you are really helping my plight but all right I guess it's like one of those things where it's like you know how you in the cult but like you're not like really in the cult like the Stockholm syndrome yeah like I feel like she was like I think it was one of those things like I don't think she ever explicitly probably did anything bad to Danielle Mm -hmm. it was probably like it was probably like she was Danielle could tell that she's like wants to be nice to her but is scared what will happen to her yeah. Yeah. if she is so she's like I'm gonna be nice to you in private like I feel like the two of them played games when nobody were like right like Danielle, <laughs> Danielle was like I don't want you to get no smoke and Jacqueline was like I also do not want the smoke <laughs> <laughs> so they were just friends and quiet yeah that sounds about right And so Leonardo da Vinci presents Danielle with a sketch that he does of her. The prince is like, it looks nothing like her. I'm like, bitch, it looks exactly like her. Like that is Drew Barrymore. Is this supposed to be inspired by some other photo? Like an actual like painting? Because I remember watching this movie like, this looks familiar. And then... Las Grapigilata? Please don't kill me for saying that. So I would like to promise to Ital- it's all the Italians. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Da Vinci's head of a woman is the English translation of it. And then we revert back to the old lady in bed from the beginning of the movie. And she says that Daniela, Danielle was her great, great grandmother. And the most important part of this story isn't that they lived happily ever after, which they did, but that they lived. And that is when the movie closes. And that da-na, is da-na, ever after. <laughs> Close credits. Drew Barrymore says that this is her favorite of her all of her films. Really? Which I find to be interesting. Yeah. It's like you know what it is? I, you know, I, I was about to say more than never been kissed, but it was like never been kissed made me uncomfortable when I was a child. <laughs> so I'm sure she looks back on it. It was like, no, this is a grown ass man who was in love with a child, who what he thought was a child. Yes. Yeah. And First, tried to kiss that child. And it was like, oh, but you're not a child. No harm, no foul. Everything's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's, it's cool. fine. It's fine. It's, like, it's only a little crime. Yeah. Also, I don't know who thought that that woman was 
a child a teenager you know what it is I think people some people just like age weird because I remember like even now I look at like high school kids and I'm like on like TikTok and I'm like you look 35 (laughs) (laughs) and then like also I think about like when I was in high school and like we didn't all look the same age like we didn't catch up in age until we got to college because I had remember freshman year some of the kids in my school had like full beards yes (laughs) and I was just like like you 14 (laughs) (laughs) a goof in this movie is at the end of the movie when the camera pans away from the carriage and castle cars can be seen parked in the town to the right (laughs) oh now i want to go back and look (laughs) we really were in every century in this movie yeah it's like that was it wasn't those are henry ford's first first models it's not if that's her great if that's her great great grandmother it's not it's not impossible like when was the first mo- when the model t come out <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> we can't figure out what year this movie is supposed to be set in as depicted in the film the real leonardo da vinci kept the mona lisa with him at all times until his death i did not know that neither she is well traveled Huh. Then one of his mis- was it one of his mistresses? I feel like it has to be some somebody he was like, like down for like that. It's just like I'm carrying this picture, of this woman with me. He's everywhere. like, this is my best work. <laughs> he, he's the original stalker because that woman looked completely um like bothered, bothered. Yeah, like leave me alone, stalker. Yeah. <laughs> the castle shown in the film is the Chateau de Hotford. Hotford. Hot- she a hot girl in (laughs) Doradong region of France I don't fucking know she's like Danielle's like I would like to apologize (laughs) to the people of France and Italy and Scotland for my pronunciation I'm sorry to the French I'm sorry to the Haitians who know French words. <laughs> the I'm Canadians. sorry to the, the Canadians. <laughs> the Belgians, all of y'all. All of y'all. Apologies, apologies, apologies. When all I of s- our... <laughs> when I saw these notes, I'm like, I'm not reading Even any of these. <laughs> I had no problem making a fool of myself. <laughs> I'm going to say something else. Other featured chateaus Chateau. uh-huh. are... <laughs> De Fenelon, I think it's Fenelon, Fenelon, De Los, and then like De Los, De Los, I think it's De Luz, De Luz, that sounds right. De and then Longue, Longue, De Beyonce, Banak, as well as the city of. Sarla La Canada. That sounds about right. <laughs> Good job, Danielle. Just we lost June B. Angelica Houston was nominated for her work as Ever After's villain via a cringeworthy award called the Choice Sleaze Bag in the <laughs> debut year of Fox's Teen Choice Award. That sounds like a teen choice. The pale blue dress Danielle wears the day she and Henri visit the monastery is the exact same dress Marguerite refuses to wear to the ball because 
50 other girls will be wearing the exact same color. Ridiculous. Girl, bye. Well, Ashley, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social before we get into our ratings? Yeah, so you can find me on TikTok and IG at Smashly Boyd, where I talk about absolutely nothing, but <laughs> Everything. somehow entertaining people who like to listen to people ramble on the internet. So God bless them. <laughs> and don't forget to check us out at No More Late Fees on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, and Threads. And Ashley, I'm going to start with you. What is your today rating of Ever After? I feel like it would probably be the same. Because I feel like that, like, was it the five-day rental? Yeah. I feel like it would be the same. Because I feel like before you talked to me about this, I was like, I just, I feel like I had just watched that movie. <laughs> 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 I to do this. Because it's always on TV. Yeah. <laughs> more Jackie. ways than one so we know i'm not one with the melodramas but i didn't hate this one i would give it a five-day rental look at me look at the switcheroo as a person Gross. yeah I, th- I think it stays at a five-day rental i didn't hate watching it, it was an easy watch yeah it is what it is it's cute She's cute. Check us out on our quick drop. Tell them about it, Jackie. 909-601-NMLF, 909-601-6653. Twat us at the Twitters, hem us at the threads, or leave a (laughs) message on our Spotify for Podcasters account, and you can be featured on a future episode. Well, thank you, Ashley, for joining us. It was fantastic. Please come back. (laughs) I hope your first podcast experience was a pleasant one. (laughs) It was. Now I'm going to be one of those dudes. I'm going to get my own microphone and be like, this is what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) The males of this species just out here, and we can't be letting these males do whatever they want to do. Oh my God, they have to be stopped. I can't the males with these podcasts. Must be stopped. <laughs> any males out here with access to podcast equipment. Yeah. I think us, the women, need to stand up and tell these males we don't want to hear it. <laughs> I love it. And with be that, <laughs> be kind and rewind. <laughs>